Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. Welcome to the second episode of the Momgasm podcast. I love how you always start it off. I I don't know why, but you starting it off just feels good. Just feels good. Just feels right. (laughs) It just feels like you need to start it off. I don't know why. Just hit you, hit you, hit you in the juicy G spot. Yeah, yeah. Just that little, that little juiciness right there. Honestly, it's like when I like put on my business pants. I'm like, ooh, let's rein it in, let's go. <laughs> no, you've just got a good intro voice. Oh, thanks. you know how to like step right into it and thanks, just babe. like, Ooh. thanks, babe. You know what I mean? Oh my god, <laughs> this is this is what we're here for to apparently stroke our own egos, stroke and, our pussies, uh, our clits. It was what I was gonna say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two. We are super jazzed to have you here. Um, There is slight potential that you'll hear screaming baby in the Mm -hmm. far background. Uh, But that is perfect because that is what this podcast is about. Talking about these things while your children are screaming in the background. Yeah, just uh, making it, making it fucking work, right? Uh, Making it work and and fitting all of the pleasure and juiciness of life into this wild thing that we call motherhood and finding Mm -hmm. like that way to blend at all mm-hmm. hashtag yeah. dad is dadding like a fucking legend in the hallway right now <sighs> hashtag dad life oh, hashtag best life hashtag thank god yeah and I, you single mamas i got mad respect Fuck. for you we need to get some single mamas up in this podcast yeah no i there's been so many times where like i'm doing something and and oliver is at work or whatever's happening and i'm just thinking i'm like what if i didn't have that person who came home at night mm-hmm. and it was just me all day, all night, and then I have to do it over again the next day. Yeah. I was like, how do they do it? And then how mm. do they have jobs? And how do they go to school? Mm. How do they do it? I I could not tell you, but if you are listening to this and you are a single mama, we would love to know how you fucking do it. Please. And you are a legend. You are an absolute legend. You're a legend. Um, Bowing down. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All right. So before we get into our topic for... The day. The night. The day. Really? The night. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, again, mom life. This, this happens in the night. Yeah. So we're vampires. Ooh, I like uh, that. I don't. I'm so not into the Twilight so, fantasy. Okay, I'm not either, but sexy mm, vampires. I don't know. That glowing skin. <laughs> yeah, I don't Fuck. know where that came from. Anyway, um, I want to know, what, what sexiness did you get up to this week? Oh. <sighs> Oh, now I'm really excited to hear about this. <laughs> you want the long or the short of it? I don't even know where to start. Let's, let's do like Cole's Notes version of sexcapades. <laughs> we want to talk about sexcapades or we just want to no. talk about life in no, general? No, just, just like, like what juiciness have you gotten up to this week? Okay, what juiciness? Um, well... In the span of a week, a lot, a lot has happened, as you know. And I don't even know if I want to get into it, because I don't even know how to articulate what has happened. But uh, we are obviously eventually going to be interviewing a lovely person who had a very big part in what has happened to me in the last week. But besides that, (laughs) because that is a whole other topic, which we'll probably talk about when we interview her. Um, So I'm going to save her for them. Then I mean, it was it was a catalyst moment. We'll just put it. It was a catalyst moment. So since then, since last Thursday, I've been doing a crap ton of meditating, a crap ton of journaling, dreaming, thinking about things. It's just been a very introspective week. And then the last couple of days, as we've already talked about, have just been like rage. Rage 
Like, I have no idea where this rage is coming from, but, like, every little thing has set me off. Yeah. And I was having these moments where I was just like, can I just get a break from momming for, like, a whole fucking day? Mm-hmm. Just so that I can do what I need to do? Mm-hmm. I've got all these ideas and all these things that I want to do, and I can't because my kid just peed in his pants <laughs> three times. My other kid is eating books and cat yeah. food. <laughs> Like, is that why you needed to get more cat food? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Your kid ate all the cat food. Roland is legitimately eating the cat food, and now Henry is encouraging him to eat the fucking oh cat food. Oh my god. Oh man. So, like, it's been a weird week. It's been like, the only way I can describe it is mundane mom stuff yeah. combined with the most spiritual, worshiping. Of myself that I've ever done in my entire life. And it's like putting me on this trajectory that I am just so excited to. Digging? Yeah. Hashtag digging it? Yeah. 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 I am just like fully fueled with female empowerment and love and just like wanting to keep learning and spreading. and Yeah. So yeah, I was like really I'm really prepared for this this episode today. Nice. I'm really feeling it. Fuck yes. How was your week, Ben? Oh my god, my week was kind of similar in a lot of ways. It's funny, when I was like, what sexiness did you get up to? Um, this was my this was my intro question for us today. Um I I was thinking I was I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be all proud because I fucking masturbated this week and I'm what? real pumped about it. But what's funny? You didn't tell me. Well, that's I was saving it. Oh, bitch. okay. <laughs> I'm surprised because I would figure that you would know, be like I message would, like, me text right you away. And be like, bitch, I got some <laughs> with myself. Um. Anyway, I so it's funny because that that was like a big like sexy win for me this week because I've I've again we'll get into it on a whole other different episode, but libido has not been flush mm-hmm. in my world uh in the last like how old is my child almost eight months almost eight months yeah so it's it's like a real fucking win for me when i a am able to like take the time because mm-hmm. when you've got two humans time is not always in abundance or Mm-mm. solo time i should say is not always in abundance and let's no. be fucking real i totally masturbated beside my sleeping child because <laughs> i want i want to be real about this shit yeah but if they're sleeping like oh my it's... god anyway totally normal yeah. um if you think that's weird sure let us know about it um but <laughs> i'm like mom's gotta get some mm-hmm. especially if she hasn't been feeling it for a while but what's funny mm-hmm. is you and i had this big conversation about how like we've both been in this weird thick of emotions that we're like not even entirely sure if it's ours where it's like rage and like frustration and like sadness like i've had this like weird unexplained sadness mm-hmm. and I've just been like allowing myself to sit in it, but out of nowhere yesterday, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I don't remember. So good. I just can't remember. (laughs) Um, out of nowhere, I was like starting to feel, oh, I wrote that post. So I wrote a post, I wrote a post and I like got turned on by my own post and I was like, the the drip drip one, the dripping. No, but that, that almost did it for me. Oh wait, that was good. No, No, I know what you're talking about. It was the one about self-pleasure so Mm. I wrote a post about self-pleasure and then I was like reflecting on all of these times where I had like just done it for the pleasure of it Mm. and I was like that sounds really fucking good right now and so I was like as soon as this fucking human goes to bed mom's getting some and like doing it for the pleasure not doing it for the orgasm so fuck yeah oh it was so good it was how long did you take did you take like a good chunk of time i want to say it was like at least 30 to 45 minutes of just like go yeah i know right first of all that you were able to have that time you know away from fallon and second of all well not away (laughs) but but i mean like that she allowed you to have that amount of time because i yeah anyway but that's that was good it was really great it was fantastic and i did end up climaxing which i was like oh pleasant surprise pleasant surprise 
so yeah, that was like my that's my sexy win for the week. I guess I don't fucking know. I don't know what we're calling this. But anyway, with that sexiness, mm-hmm. um, let's get into what we're talking about this week. So we're our, so excited. Our topic for this episode is the journey back to sexuality and the bedroom post baby. Mm-hmm. What a fucking trip, eh? Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's taken me on a lot of wild, wild places. I know. And like, not necessarily in in the stereotypical bad way, right? No, no. Like, no. like I feel like there's this stigma of like, once you've had a baby, um, which is kind of, the, which is like the whole fucking reason we're doing this podcast. But this stigma of like, once you have a baby, you, your sex life is ruined or tainted in some way or like, Oh, better get it in before the baby comes, right? If you guys aren't rolling your eyes, I am right now. <laughs> okay? That is actually happening. I know. Very, very, <laughs> very true. Uh, if I was quicker, I'd have a gif of it for you. <laughs> Boomerang. But I don't. Yeah. Boomerang that shit. But no, it's it's like, and, and I mean, you get it. I don't know if you got it with comments when you were pregnant, but I definitely got it for sure. Mm-hmm. And like those just like joking, mm-hmm. ha ha. It wasn't necessarily me. It was Oliver. Oliver was mm. getting it all the time. Like people, guys at work or whatever would just be like, hey, you know, <clears throat> are you getting any? And Oliver is just kind of like chuckling to himself. He's just like, well, actually I am. So, you know, I don't really know what you guys think is going yeah. on. You don't have to know what's going on. It's my yeah. own business, but yeah. it's not at all what you think. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's like there's there's that whole stigma that we're dealt with of like we're we're somehow – less valuable as like sexual beings after we've had a baby which is utter horseshit Mm -hmm. and then there's also the whole like navigating the real fear of the terrain has shifted and transformed Mm -hmm. right i mean Mm -hmm. there's this bullshit like oh you're fucking ruined right right which is like perpetuated don't look down there you're gonna scare yourself oh my god so bad yeah and it's so there's that that we're dealing with, like the fear based, and then like oh, the so stigma based, and then what what is the reality of this? How does this actually play out mm-hmm. in our lives? And I mean, for me, in a lot of ways, it was pleasantly surprising. So I want to know, like, what what was it like for you? First kid, like, had your baby. What was your journey back to the bedroom like for you? Absolute fear, yeah. absolute petrified, terrified, was reluctant. Everything that you just described was what it was like for me after Henry. Um, you know, you get the the doctor saying to you, you know, don't have sex for six weeks. Yeah. And I remember Oliver and I, Oliver more so probably because I was just so bombarded with being a new mother. Yeah. yeah. But Oliver was counting down the days. <laughs> counting down and this is the problem Mm -hmm. when they put like this blanket oh in six weeks she's good to go she's good to go boys put it in fuck so six weeks rolls around I remember this so vividly I remember the postpartum journey more than with Henry more than with Roland but so oh my god with with the number two it's a fucking Roland you're like I don't even know what's happening no idea what day is it What month are we in? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Did I change my underwear? Am I wearing underwear? When did I last shower? I mean, it was like that with Henry, but yeah. it's even worse with Roe. But um, yeah, I remember the six-week rolled around, six-week mark, and I was terrified. I was so terrified. And I wanted to be excited for Oliver because he was excited. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was six. He waited the six weeks. And it wasn't like he was begging for no, it. No. It wasn't like that at all. But obviously... He loves me. He loves having sex with me. So he was looking forward to it. Two and two together. Like, let's go. So I, we ended up feeling it one night and uh, we tried and it was absolutely painful. Yeah. It was, it felt like all of my insides were, were bruised Mm. and just the slightest touch. I was like, oh Jesus. Everything's hyper (gasps) sensitive. Mm Mm-hmm. And I saw, I was like, Oliver, you, you can't even touch me. I need you to get away from yeah. me. I was like, we can't do this. I don't know when I'm going to be. I don't know. And I, I think I started getting really emotional because I thought, when am I going to be normal? Yeah. 
And then there was just this absolute fear of what's wrong with me? Yeah. Is this normal? When will this go away? It's six weeks. Why isn't, why is this oh, not okay? Fuck. Yes. So then it was like, I was like pressure. And remember, then I, I'm, I made myself masturbate. Mm. Maybe a few days or a week later. Cause I was just like, well, if, okay. So I'm not comfortable with Oliver. So I'm going to see what's going on. Yeah, I'm yeah, just going to yeah. touch myself out. Smart. And it was still painful. And I was just like, fuck man. Like I just felt like shit. Um, and that was kind of the trend for our sex life leading up to Roland, which is, which, you know, I guess is, it makes sense because during that, I mean, even though through that pregnancy, I was like Mm. in my element, I felt so Zen, but when you become a new mother, there's all these fears. And I remember having this horrible bout of anxiety. Like Mm. I didn't even want to leave our, our apartment. Like I was terrified of what could happen to Mm. Henry. And I just felt like all of that was feeding into just my whole well being. Obviously Mm -hmm. it's going to. So yeah, that was kind of the whole trend with, with Henry. It just was a very like touch and go sex life. Like when it happened, I was like, woohoo, way to go, Sarah, it happened. (laughs) Now I don't have to think about it for a couple weeks. And it was like, you know, it was like, Less, and, less enjoyment for you yes. and more like, I did it. Gold like a star. victory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like, yeah, like it was, I was, I was achieving something. Yeah. But now with Roe, I mean, after, honestly, I don't even remember what, how, what, or when we started having sex after we had Roland. But all that I do know is that my sex life is utterly, completely different mm. and spiritual and sensual and curious and playful yes. and like I no longer <clears throat> I mean this was before the boys but I would like dread going to bed at night and dreading the thought of Oliver coming on to me yeah and I, I think I've, I've talked to a few women and some a lot of women have felt the same way yeah. so I think there's a lot of pressure on us to perform mm. a lot of pressure on us especially then when you like you get married and you're with someone who you're committed to. So it's like, you almost feel like you have a duty to perform sex. Like it's part of your wifely duties. And I think that's for anyone in a long-term relationship. And then once you have kids, it's like even more emphasis is put on it because your lives are so busy. And then you remember that, you haven't had sex in a while, so you're like, well, fuck, maybe we should have sex. Hasn't you know? It's been like how long? Months. It's been weeks. Yeah. So then there's just pressure to do it, but now with Roe, it's just like, oh man, it's 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 so fucking different. Electric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's like it's so. And this is this is what's really interesting, and this is why like we want we want to talk about this stuff because. I feel that there is so, A, there's so much pressure, B, there's so much, like, stereotyping and, like, mm-hmm. just this image of what it should be or what it will be and then mm-hmm. all of these fears that are very re- real fears that we're not having enough conversation around mm-hmm. and there's also so much variance in the actual postpartum experience with mm-hmm. sex after you've had a baby for everyone and also for multiple babies. So it's like you were you were saying like your first um there was a lot of fear. It was like uncomfortable. It was un, it wasn't pleasurable. It was just kind of like checking off another thing to yeah. do, another like thing on your like the grocery list. Tr- exactly. Like mm-hmm. groceries done, dishes done, fucked my husband. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm a good wife. I'm a good mom. Okay, right? I can go to sleep now. Right? Ugh. So it's like not that kind of self-nourishing like you're not feeling in your in your sexual prime when yeah. you're just doing it to get it done, mm-hmm. uh, but we've all been there. Like I oh, know, yeah. I know, I for sure have been there in the past where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm just gonna fucking lie here and do it, Ugh, right? I hate that feeling, right? So it's but what's interesting is when you were sharing that it it's so different than my experience. So it's like my experience. I mean, there's some similarities, but with Alexis. Um, I wasn't very, um, frisky or like horny or anything when I was pregnant with Alexis. But I think a lot of that, again, was the fear associated with, um, I had a big bleed with her early on. And so I had, there was a lot of fear around, um, 
keeping her safe and making sure everything was fine. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was like, because our mental state and our energetic state 100% affects Mm -hmm. our sexual state and Mm -hmm. like whether or not we're open and willing and ready to receive. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely not in a space where I was like, oh, so anytime we did try, I totally was in that space Mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, this is my lifely duty. So I guess we're going to do it. So we would have like months where we do, we would do nothing. And then I finally got the all clear of like not being on bed rest. And I was like, oh fuck, I guess we have to fuck now. Right. Yeah. And it was awkward. It was annoying. It was frustrating training it was horrible I just was doing it because I felt like I had to yeah and I wasn't I wasn't mama wasn't getting hers Mm. needless to say and again it's not to say that like I I would ever feel any like direct pressure from my husband but it's that like societal pressure that and that story that we play Mm -hmm. but what's interesting is after I had Alexis like within hours of having her I was fucking primed and ready to go. What? I was so horny. I mean, it could be, it's quite possibly that it was the fact that like a really, like, I think it was like an hour after I'd given birth, um, I was talking to Jeff and he was like full on vagina front row center while I was birthing her and like just mind blown. And he came over to me after and he was like, well, how, like, how was that for you? Like, what was that like for you? What was going on? He was like, you have never in your life done something sexier than what you just did. And I was like, <laughs> what? So I was like full on goddess in my prime, like just dripping. I was like, let's go. So I was in this place where I was like counting down the days to the six weeks being up. Holy within, shit. Within my first week, I was like, okay, I got to f- try and fucking masturbate or something. Because I can't, I can't what? just do nothing. Yeah, within gonna... your first week? What? <laughs> 100%. What? <laughs> so I ended up like giving myself a clitoral orgasm within my first week. Because I was like, yeah, I can touch my clit. I can just do this. This is fine. I'm not going in anything. It's totally cool. Because I was so, I was like sexually ravenous. Wow. Sexually ravenous. Wow. And so I was like in this weird space where it's like I needed to get off. I needed to have that connection. I was desperately craving my partner. But at the same time, in this healing process and being like, whoa, I'm kind of scared to look at my pussy. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) I remember vividly asking, because obviously I was pregnant while you had Alexis. And I remember coming over and talking about this after, you know, postpartum, you know, what happens. And you were like, I'll never forget The piece of advice you gave me was, afterwards, don't look at it. (laughs) And you're like, I asked Jeff to look at it, and he said it looked like sliced meat. And I I was like, no, he didn't say that. I I I thought you said deli meat or something like that. No, he, he, so I did have Jeff keep keep tabs on it. And this is, this will be interesting. We'll talk about this um, on a different episode. But uh, my, my opinion has clearly changed. But I had Jeff keep keep tabs on it because I was like, I don't know if I am ready to look because I hadn't been looking beforehand. So I didn't even know. So I was of the the mindset where I was like, well, who knows my pussy better? Jeff, obviously, so he can keep tabs. So what he said, he was fantastic. He was so fantastic. He goes, um, he like, it looks pretty similar. It's just very open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like he's like you know after we have sex and then like things are a little bit open he's like it's just kind of staying like that so funny like just in the most like sweet and innocent way and i was like okay i don't know if i believe you entirely but that was a nice way of putting that so anyway like after after like the six week mark or whatever i think we might have even tried it five weeks um i was very much in the same place where i was like afraid so I had I had a few I think I had two stitches um and so what I quickly what I quickly realized was I had to switch up positions like we had to figure out new positions because it wasn't working Mm -hmm. um and I have a very like low um relatively low cervix so it's like there are lots of positions that are off 
Hmm. Out of bounds for me anyway. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just getting repeatedly rammed in the cervix, uh, which is just the worst fucking feeling yeah. ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yep. So I was like, okay, doggy style is out. Like, I can't do traditional missionary right now because it's too much. It was like all the pressure right on mm-hmm. my perineum where I had torn a little bit. And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> like, that is the noise of pain that I can make. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, it just don't feel good, yeah. but I want it, but fuck, I'm very confused and perplexed and torn. So I really had to kind of just come to terms with healing and then trying mm-hmm. new things and being willing to just direct. What position worked for you? So we ended up using uh, kind of like a sideline position Same. a lot. Yes. A lot. And it was really good because it took the pressure off but I wasn't getting rammed repeatedly in the cervix Mm -hmm. which was like plus plus that was also a really good one that we ended up using when I was pregnant with Fallon same towards the very end I was like this is the best yeah like when I was massive both with Henry and Roe we did the lying down on our sides but it was like there's also the one where I like I'm lying down this way and he was like this way so if people who can't see this, I know I'm trying to figure. Out. I'm you're trying to find li- the words. you're on your back. So I was like, yeah, on my back, and he's kind of. So we kind of make like a L. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. I would need to like, like you're on your side because like I can kind of see it. Like no, I can't kind of see it. Well, no, I can because I think it might be what Ollie and I sometimes do. So it's kind of it's kind of like he would be like an arm's reach away almost. Oh. Uh huh. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Because I'm a yep. big old belly with here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like yep. this way. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, there will be like, if we have to, we can take a photo. Sarah <laughs> and I will assume the position for you and we can take a photo. Because that I feel like would just be a fucking hilarious activity. Um. Oh my god, now I'm gonna have to remember that we said this. I feel when like we post drawing this. it. I feel like drawing it, making little diagrams, and posting it when we post this episode. Oh my god. For anyone who's curious, <laughs> check out the comments. <laughs> anyway, that was like that was like our go-to for a while until things healed. And this is the like this is the problem. There is no like six weeks, hooray, you're good. Yeah. Some women are ready earlier. Some women are like fucking months, months later. Yeah. Sometimes some women don't even feel comfortable after a year. Nope. And that's fucking normal. Mm-hmm. And if your partner makes you feel like shit about it, tell him to f- tell him or her. I was going to be like, leave. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no. honestly. No. Fuck um, right off. Well, it's, it's just. Yeah. It's really important that we recognize that each experience is going to be completely different and it's yeah. i mean number so after fallon this is the this is the other thing so i was saying that like my libido is is not not what it not what i'm used to not not my mm. typical and so this time around i mean we're what we're coming up in eight months now mm-hmm. and i have had sex three times three times in eight months which is like Part of me, my soul is like weeping, dying, weeping, but at the same time, it's what's felt right. I mean, those three times have been epic as fuck, but it's because we're taking the time and we're being slow and we're being mindful and I'm giving myself the space to be exactly where I am rather than trying Mm -hmm. to rush it, which I think so many of us do because we feel like we're owed Mm -hmm. or we owe them that or something, right? So it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's like, I love, I love that I have these two completely different experiences, which is Mm -hmm. just that vivid reminder of like, it's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. Um, but what's wild is my having birthed a human and carried a human contrary to popular bullshit belief of like, it's going to destroy your sex life and you're not going to be whatever, whatever, whatever. It's actually lit the sexual fire for me. Like my sex. Good timing child. Um, (laughs) My sex has never been better. Mm -hmm. It like exploded 10 times 
after having a baby. And it's like I was able to reach like all of these new depths of pleasure and excitement. And mm-hmm. like my willingness to try things was way open. Yeah. Uh, which again, I'm sure we'll get into on a different episode. But it was like this sexual liberation yeah. that I didn't anticipate mm-hmm. and that I wish more women would talk about. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is like the more conversations that I'm having with other mothers and women, the more I'm starting to see that similarity in like, maybe your sexual liberation didn't come until like two years after having a baby, yeah. but eventually mm-hmm. you get there and it's like you access this part of yourself that you didn't know was there. But I'm mm-hmm. like, no wonder, like how can you not feel like a powerful fucking goddess after having carried life yeah. in your womb? But the thing is, is I think <clears throat> as magical as that is, I think a lot of us um, new mothers, uh, you know, the last few years or however long, you just kind of feel like being a mother is your duty as a woman sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> when you're younger, you know, when you're a teenager, your early 20s and people are saying, you know, like, say you've met someone and they're saying, well, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? And so it's just kind of assumed that as a woman, your duty in life is to get married and have kids. So when it happens, when you get married and you're in it, you, you know, you're with someone and you're thinking, all right, I'm in it. Here I am. Okay. Like, what was the big deal? And there's all of these expectations of mm. you as a wife. Yeah. So then you start dismantling that and you're like, okay, well, what does it mean to me to be a wife? Um, I don't like this. I don't like that. You make it work for you. And then maybe one day you decide I want to have kids. And here you are in the thick of it. You're in the thick of motherhood. <laughs> You know, <laughs> last 24 hours, oh, 48 hours, <laughs> it is, yeah, if you are a mother, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And here you are in the thick of it and you're doing what was expected of you. And you, and you maybe one day you realize that you're, you've come to this realization that, okay, here I am. I, I've done the mothering thing, but what is it, what is it giving me? What is it filling me with? You know, it, my life isn't just going to revolve around diapers and changing and raising these kids. I am also a human being. Mm -hmm. I have my own desires. Mm. I have my own wants. And so you start dismantling this idea of what it means to be a wife and to be a mother. And then for me, this is what happened. I just kind of figured out one day, and this was only like eight months ago after having Roland, I just kind of thought, this is not going to be my life for the rest of my fucking life just to be a mom just to be a wife and a mom i'm sarah i'm more than this i'm a badass motherfucking bitch i have so much to offer this world but the thing that i need to offer the most is to myself and that is pleasure that is sensuality that is love that is all the things that i've been depriving myself of because Mm -hmm. i thought as a woman i was supposed to do all these other things and care about all these other fucking people Mm -hmm. that i'm supposed to pleasure everyone else and not yes and forget about myself yeah and now i've gotten to this point because i've always been passionate about women and women's rights and standing up for women ever since i was a little girl you could not tell me that i couldn't do something that a boy was doing because if you told me that First, I'd yell at you, and then I'd go do it a lot fucking better. So I just, just envisioning like little Sarah, being like, "No, I'm gonna do it anyway." You ask my mother; she has a whole bunch of stories. But so this, my whole life, I've always been so passionate, and women's rights have been ingrained in me since I was a child. I don't know why, but they have. And then all of a sudden, one day, eight months ago, I just fucking realized that I was missing this huge chunk of my life as just a human being, as just a regular human being. Because sexuality is innate in all of us. And the the desire to be pleasurable, to be want, not even to be wanted, because that's not even... That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. It's to want yourself, honestly. I see, sure, maybe want yourself, but for me, it's it's different than that. It's, It's like just experience joy in and pleasure Mm. and like the full 
expansiveness of what's available to me within Mm -hmm. my body which is then like a gateway to what's available within life well it's like yeah i can experience all of the things and then know that they are accessible and out there Mm -hmm. like the more that i tap into my sexuality the more that i tap into my um avenues of pleasure um within the bedroom with myself within the bedroom with my partner Mm. um within life itself Mm -hmm. like it just expands and it goes outward so I think so many of us kind of get caught in that like seeking outward validation Mm -hmm. and expression and like chasing pleasure like it's a drug when really all we have to do is go within and like tap into this endless source of pleasure Mm -hmm. within and that that for me is like what motherhood unlocked for me in a Mm -hmm. sense because it really it forced me to get connected to this part of me that I was like taboo mm-hmm. for a really long time mm-hmm. so it's like I got I got I got I got my pussy feels and I like got in there and I got curious and I and and this didn't happen until after number one and then going through um with that new excitement and openness with the second pregnancy mm-hmm. oh, man that was that is a conversation for another day. <laughs> Hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> but it was just, like, it was just this whole new world of yeah. like reverence and respect and like pure pleasure for pleasure's sake. And yeah. it was all about like me. What do I want? What do I need? How can I meet that? And what does meeting that do? Mm-hmm. for me on like a soul level on a physical level on an emotional level and what does that do for the people that are in my sphere and like what I allow in my life so this is what I mean when like talking about becoming a mother and sexuality it's like so you're taught as a woman that when you become a mother you then kind of you forget are sexually about yourself. dead well yeah not only that but you you forget about yourself you've put other people before you Mm-mm. so to put yourself First, it doesn't matter in what way you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. It's looked down upon, and especially in sex, which is crazy to me because when you start appreciating your body and inviting pleasure and sensuality into your body, it like touches everything else in your life. <laughs> Nipples, <laughs> yeah, like the 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 ripples, yeah, go and they affect every part. You become a Honestly, you become a better oh, 100%, mother. 100%. You become a better human. You become a better whatever you are yeah. in life. You become better because yeah. you are satisfying well, something so ingrained in it's you. It's not it, you're not becoming better, you're just becoming you. Well, yeah. Like you're you're just tapping into your full potential. But your you're like existence. enhancing your awesomeness. Yeah. You know? Like or just tapping into the awesomeness that's always I mean, been there. Yeah, but right? I was always awesome, but then when I started like Actually taking an interest in this stuff and saying, you know, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I can't feel sexy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, there's so much power in finding yourself in motherhood. And this is, this is again, like another conversation that I really want to get into Mm -hmm. on a different day. Like this whole idea of, yes, I'm a mother. Yes, I'm a wife. Yes, I'm a holistic nutritionist. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like the labels that we have. Oh, I hate labels. But, but, who, but who am I? How can we embrace those aspects of us without completely losing who we are? And I think there is this rite of passage for us as mothers that we kind of do have to lose ourselves for a brief moment mm-hmm. to find who we've always been all along. Mm-hmm. Like there is, it's like motherhood will break you. In the, way really that you need, in the way that you need to be broken mm-hmm. so that you can be like, oh, fuck, I've been playing games my entire life and putting on a show. Let's actually pick up where I should have been all along. Right? That's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. I complete, I can, I agree with that wholeheartedly because, yeah. yeah, it breaks you down in every possible way you could ever imagine. Yeah. Every possible but way. But it also enriches you yeah. in every fucking possible way. It, it's, it's such a conundrum, really. It really <laughs> is. It's like your day can go from the absolute worst to the absolute best of yep. all time. All in the span of 24 hours. Yep. Like it's... It's bizarre. It's humbling as fuck. Yeah, is it ever? But it's also rewarding as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like the... The more that I tap into 
my sexual pleasure, the more pleasure I find in mothering my children. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially with having girls, I want to make sure that my life is pleasure rich so that I can teach them to have a pleasure rich life too. Hmm. Right? Like I, I would prefer that they don't go through like the choices that I've made. And, so like, when you say pleasure rich, what do you mean by pleasure rich? In every sense. Like in like every sexuality, sense. Like sexuality, like self-care. Sexual self-care. Um, just finding pleasure in absolutely yeah. anything that you do. Just just being turned on mm. in the pleasure department mm. all of the time in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Like living your life in a way that that fuels you. Yeah. And gives you pleasure. Mm-hmm. That exude like where you exude pleasure from every pore and orifice if you want. That'll work. That'll work. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, so it's like the. I feel like we totally squirreled off of postpartum sex there for a while, but Whatever. it's all it's all relative. Um, How do you think that that can be taught though, to, to live a pleasure pleasurable life? I mean, do you lead think by that, example. You think that uh, children can just absorb that and come by that through your teachings or do you think that they somehow just have to go about their life and find it themselves i think it's i think it's a little bit of both Mm. if i'm completely honest like Mm. i mean i and i'm sure we're gonna get into these convos too but i have every intention of and already am like open and openly talking about these things with my kids like we've been talking about menstruation with alexis for a really long time not overtly like hey let's sit down and talk about this yeah, here's some books <laughs> but she's like she's seen me bleed she's seen my cups she asks questions i answer her questions mm-hmm. so that's kind of our approach with everything is if there's if something comes up we'll talk about it openly mm-hmm. and kind of yeah just give her what she needs and until she's satisfied with the answer we've given her and then eventually she'll come back and she'll have more and and mm-hmm. it's just being unafraid to share that life is pleasurable. So, so perfect example. The other day, we we sat down and we had a snack together, and it was like rosemary crackers and duck prosciutto. That is so fucking bougie. Oh I know, my right? God. I know, right? I know, right? But we sat down and like to watch her face. Like, she was just moaning and, like, so excited about it. And, like, before we started eating, I was Are like... Are you tearing up right I am. Now? I totally am. Because oh she God. was, like... She was so, like, living her best life in oh. this moment. Like, enjoying her bougie snack. And, like... <laughs> because I sat her down and I said... I was, like, this is not something that we have all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's enjoy it. Like, let's enjoy it. Let's take our time. Oh, that's awesome. And she was, like... So excited, like so fucking excited about it, and so it's like, that's what I want. Like that's mm-hmm. like sharing pleasure, and really helping them understand that it's important. So I think pleasure and imagination are one hundred percent connected. Oh, for fu- well, yeah, okay, okay. So this okay. is so that so as mothers, bringing us back to postpartum, you don't have a whole lot of imagination right now. Okay, you just had a kid. You are in the throes of being a new mom, or maybe you're, you know, the throes of having your second baby. All you are thinking about first few months, because I'm looking at your face, first few months, you're all about that kid. Wrong. Really? You had imagination? I was lit lit the fuck up. I was doing business. My business exploded after having Alexis. Within week four, I was writing like a whole business um, section on social media for one of my friends. Within the third month, I traveled to the Dominican to teach. Okay, so anyone who's listening, (laughs) I was like, you can't make this generalization because I'm not not going to generalize. It's not true. If you agree with me, let me know. If you agree with Lindsay, let us know. But I don't. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's a matter of agreeing or not. I think it's just different, different place in life, different um, values, different experience. Okay, so. You were having a lot of imagination after Alexis. Mm. Were, and that's when you were really sexual. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Imagination yeah, 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 yeah. and pleasure yeah, yeah. are 100% oh, connected. Yeah. So if you were not invigorating your imagination, if you're not inspiring oh, yourself, yeah. if you're not feeling inspired, likelihood is that 
your sex drive is also not inspired. Well, well the, we can look at this as like energetic systems, chakra systems. Mm-hmm. So, hashtag yoga teacher. <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm on geek out here for a hot minute. So your second chakra, you've got your base, and which is like family, security, um, grounded. Which root. one's the second so- chakra? Second is sacral. So if, if I, it's like your womb. It's oh, okay. your reproductive center. So it would connect directly to your yoni, to your pussy. Okay. So pleasure. It is the center of pleasure. Mm. It's also the center of creativity. Mm. So yes, they are mm-hmm. 100%, 100% entwined. Mm-hmm. Um, if I am sexually ignited, I am also creatively ignited. If I am creatively ignited, I'm typically horny as fuck too. Mm-hmm. So they are connected. They are one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you tap into your sexual center, your pleasure center, the more you ignite that imagination, that creativity, that like mm. expression piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. So bringing this back to raising your children pleasure rich, I think is what you said. Mm. The way to do that, for me to understand this, the way to do that, in my understanding, is to invigorate their imagination, is to get mm. them to be creative because, like we just said, they're connected. Mm. So well, when kids, they are ready to feel pleasure... naturally. Kids are naturally creative and expressive and yeah. imaginative and living But in a you saying, you sitting her down and being like, look, this is special. Yeah. Okay, we're going to enjoy this. So for her, she was like, oh, oh yeah. my God, this is special? Like, you know, as a kid, oh, mind, yeah. you're like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, we're having tea. Oh. So you were igniting her imagination. So if, you know, I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to make sense of this in my mind of how to do that and with my boys. I mean... I, like I have mentioned in the last podcast, I'm a graphic designer. Art's been a huge part of my life since I was a child. So the way that I ignite my boy's imagination is through art, is through drawing, is through taking them to art galleries and things like that. So I'm just like, I'm thinking out loud here. So piecing that together, hopefully when they come of age and they start feeling their body. And they start jacking off all over your house. (laughs) I don't want to think about it, Lindsay. Okay? We know it's going to happen. Do we need to talk about it? Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. I don't want to think about my little Henry jerking it, okay? He already plays with it. That's enough. See? He's got the pleasure thing down. We're good. Fuck. Oh, my God. I just, I'm really not looking forward to hard sheets and, like, crusty socks. I've already said to Oliver, he's dealing with it, okay? Like, you got a a dick, that's all you. I'm tapping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said to him. I'm like, you got a dick. You know what's going on. So you go in there and you clean that shit up. (laughs) That's you. Mama's mama's not on duty when the hard sheets come out. No. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. You're like, I'll fluff them post-dryer. That's about it. (laughs) Fuck. So anyway, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So ladies, if you're, whoever is listening, because someone is listening, someone please be listening. <laughs> if you want to ignite your sexuality, ignite your imagination in whatever having, way that comes having, naturally to and you. It's not, it's not necessarily imagination. Imagination is like pigeonholing it. Mm. It's creativity. Mm. It's like expression in its purest sense. It's whatever and everything whatever ignites out, right? you so it's like i mean if and this is the thing this is i mean i guess we can go back into the into the world of like postpartum and like for those of you that are listening that are like maybe you're super fucking pregnant and it's mm. your first baby mm. or maybe you're like a few weeks postpartum and mm. you're like holy fucking fuck fuck yeah. you're living in that space of like oh jesus christ mm. i don't know what to do feel you been there you're not alone, number one. Yeah. Um, but I would love to share like a little piece of advice. So if you, if, do you want me to go first? Or yeah. Gonna, okay. So if I was to give like one fucking nugget of wisdom to those of you that are listening to this right now and um, you're either about to have a kid or you've just had a kid or like you're not even pregnant yet, but you're thinking like this plan long term. Mm. Um really don't rush it mm-hmm. don't rush it feel yourself out first explore connect like really give yourself time um to explore this this like transformed terrain mm-hmm. so we really like to put this like negative 
it's fucking ruined. It's meat sheets. It's like, mm. right? Like we just, we, we use these derogatory, horrible, negative terms for our pussies post baby. Mm-hmm. Not ruined. No. They're not horrible. They're not like, I mean, they're never going to be the same, but that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good thing. I have so much more access to pleasure within my pussy after having babies ditto right 150,000% like it's like it unlocks something like it's wild so with that in mind like really approach it as this is simply transition it's Mm -hmm. transitioned it's shifted there's nothing wrong with it Mm -hmm. it's wonderful and give yourself time to get to know it Mm mm-hmm in its new state. Just take a look at it. Right? If you don't want to touch it, just look at it. Look at it. Get connected to it. And like... And look at your breasts, too. Oh, my God. Feel yes. them <laughs> out. Like, it's like, going to be weird. I'm totally, like, feeling my We both right are. Now. I know. <laughs> it's going to be weird, but just just look at them. Just check your whole self out. Check check, check yourself out. Because it's an amazing transitionary time yes. in your life. It really, really is. Women have the a beautiful gift that we go, th- we go through all these amazing transitions, whereas men basically just get old. They just get old. Their balls get Their saggy. Their balls get saggy. <laughs> but as women, we go through all these amazing phases. And so yeah. just look at your body and remember it in this state because there will come a time where you've decided to not have any more children yeah. and you'll look back on this time fondly. Yeah. you look back at it with some negative and some positive feelings, but just get a good glimpse of it. Yeah. Take a snapshot. And I mean... And this is, again, like, we're going to get into a big conversation about, like, body positivity through, well, body connectivity is a better word, through um, motherhood, the transition of mo- into motherhood, because that's, like, something I'm so fucking passionate about, and that's, like, where I'm going to blow your goddamn minds. But um, give yourself time. Give yourself time. Be gentle. Go slow. Be interested. Be curious. Yes. Be curious and get it with yourself before you bring in another human. Yep. Right? Like Agreed. Get, really get it with yourself before you bring in another human. And this was my approach um, this time as well where I was very mindful in um, – because I experienced prolapse this time around, which is a whole new whole new fucking terrain in, in the pussy department. Um where I had this new thing where I was like, I don't know, again, new terrain, things have shifted. Yeah. I was like, I need an opportunity to, to get to know this and what this feels like now and what's good and what's not before I can have somebody come in to the bedroom and be like, this is what I need, this works, this doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I, can I find pleasure in this state that I'm in, yeah. right? And yeah. if I can't, okay, well, what other things? can I do that will be pleasurable? Maybe I just start focusing on my nipples. Maybe I just mm-hmm. start focusing on like really dreamy, sweet makeout sessions. Mm. <sighs> I just totally get my juices going. <laughs> um, but yeah, like maybe I have to transition and allow more healing time, but you're not going to know until you give yourself the opportunity to connect, to be curious, to go in and to do it mm. with yourself first before you invite somebody into tango. But yeah, what about you? If you had like, I mean, that was more than one piece of advice. No, I agree with all those pieces. And there were, I think all of them were more or less what I was going to say. But I just had a very quick thought that neither of us have touched on, which I'm really surprised about. Um, postpartum leaky boobs and your first well, experience of it thing, in the bedroom. All I'm going to say. Oh, we're doing it now? I'm just going to, this is my little piece of advice. Just short and sweet. Because I, like, I could riff on that for oh, like I know. 45 minutes. But all I'm saying, first time around with first kid, it was uncomfortable. I wore a bra every single time. Never wanted to leak. Yeah, never wore, wanted to I see wore, it. I wear bras a lot. It was very uncomfortable. So if you're feeling that way, you are not alone. Yeah. And you were totally... Your 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 feelings are validated, honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is an uncomfortable thing to get used to. But <laughs> I will say moisture on the top. Yes, but I will say second time around, me, Lindsay, and I both yeah. agree it is a totally different terrain now, yeah. and it's comfortable. It's sexy. Kind of a turn on. It, it is a total turn on. It's everywhere, and it's great. We so put a towel down. If you're feeling like that's the one thing holding you back from feeling comfortable in the bedroom, because honestly, for me, it really was. Like, I didn't even want my husband to touch my yeah, boobs. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't let him. Yeah. For, for, I think, a year. Yep. I think it was a year. It was until I stopped breastfeeding. 
And I stopped breastfeeding at eight months with Henry. Two and a half, two, two, two years, three months. So yeah. it was like, I think I just got to the point where I was like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if they're, if they're off limits for you, if you're feeling so unbelievably uncomfortable about that, you know, if you're pregnant, if you are postpartum right now and you're dreading the idea of having milky, engorged, leaky boobs, just throw a bra on, girl. Do whatever is comfortable for you and know that whatever you find comfortable is not weird in any freaking yeah. way whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah, but do everything what you else, do. Do, yeah. what you do. Do, do what you, what you gotta, gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Be curious. Touch yourself first. Get, you know, I, I wish that I did that at the six-week mark. I wish that I had just touched myself with oh, Henry. I spent, I spent, I think I spent at least 45 minutes. I took, I intentionally used uh, an obsidian crystal. This was up. after uh, Lexus? This was after Fallon. Oh, after Fallon. Yeah, I intentionally used, like, a crystal. Because I, I felt, I was like, I need to ground. I need to, like, because mm-hmm. I just felt so wide open. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I used, there was also that, that traumatic situation, which mm. again, a whole other, whole other conversation. But, um, can you tell that we have so many exciting things to talk about <laughs> with you fucking fabulous people? Um, but yeah, I, I used like this beautiful, um, I think it was Nymph New York, uh, crystal obsidian wand. And I took like at least 30 to 45 minutes and a bucket of coconut oil and I was just slow, steady, curious and totally going in with that, um, mindset of like, I'm here for the pleasure. I'm here to just see mm-hmm. what's going on with mm-hmm. zero expectations. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being like pleasantly surprised and I was like, woohoo, I came, this is awesome. <laughs> but I, it's because I was so slow and it's, I actually wrote a really good post on um, on my personal Instagram that I will probably I will probably reshare on our on our page when we put this episode up because it was it was literally the I think it was like a few hours afterwards or maybe the next day that I'd written this post where I was like this is what we need to be talking about mm. like we need to be given the permission to figure ourselves out first yeah. to reconnect and rediscover ourselves in motherhood and sensuality before mm-hmm. we welcome somebody else in. Cause it is like, it is nerve wracking. And it like, there's all of this like nervous energy and tension of like, will it be the same? Will it be different? Oh, God. Will, is it going to hurt? Maybe am I going to have to change things? I'm, like there's all of this. What if, mm-hmm. and it's so much more approachable to go into the bedroom with just yourself and explore that before mm-hmm. you welcome yeah. your partner in yeah. because then I at least have like I'm grounded in knowing okay well I know what this feels like right now yeah. so I can work with this rather than like not being in control of mm-hmm. what's happening yeah. in my pussy as I'm starting to figure it out so it's like being at the helm of your own pleasure and exploration when you're freshly postpartum mm-hmm. is so refreshing and then I was like, once I had done that, I was like, yeah, I can fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we can do this. I'm good now. I'm good now. I can tell him what's up. I know what's going on. Right? And I literally, like, I sat him down that night and I was like, this is what's up. This is what's going on. This is how it felt. Like, we're going to have to be slow and steady. This is what's going to have to happen. We, that is like, so powerful. We need indeed. a new rhythm. And then we, I think we had sex, like, maybe a week after that. And it was like, mind-blowing fucking legendary legendary but it wouldn't have been had i not taken the time mm-hmm. to figure it out and that's where all a lot of power is mm. is is getting comfortable with what feels good for you so figuring out what feels good for you whether that be before you have babies but especially after you have mm. babies and then communicating that to whoever your partner is or partners yes. communicate that. That's a really hard thing to do is to verbalize what you like and what you don't like, and especially when it's happening in the moment. A mm. lot of women have a horrible, I, I mean, I was like that for a very long time. Yeah. Throat chakra. Your throat chakra. It's just stuck there. You can't say anything. You can't get it out. So that's another piece of advice. And, you know, relating back to being curious about yourself, touching yourself, and then try, 
not, you know, if it is uncomfortable, just try to communicate it in whatever mm. way you can feel comfortable doing. Mm. Because chances are your partner is just as curious yeah. about what's going on with you and what's going to work oh, for you for now. Sure. And they don't want to hurt you. No. They want to be, you know, supportive and make sure you're comfortable. So, you know, as I much hope as... anyway. Yeah. If it, if that's not the case... Well, that's... <sighs> that's uh... We'll leave that in your hands. Yeah. But... I could say a lot of things. <laughs> but... <laughs> Both the feminists in the room are like, oh! <laughs> but... <laughs> Fix my bandana. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 there's so much power in giving yourself the permission to know yourself and then, yes, and then bring that communication. So much power. In. Anyway, I feel like we could talk for a thousand years and forever. Yeah. But. We got to cut this. We're going to, we're going to fucking wrap it up. What I would love is if you are excited, if you want to continue the conversation, get your buns in the den this is our facebook group where you can come continue the conversation uh, and share all of your deep dark dirty secrets oh let's see um <laughs> or just come hang out with a group yeah. of badass fans. you can just watch you know whatever you want to do well now it sounds like we're a fucking pay for pleasure service don't think it's going to be quite that you don't know what but it'll i be. can guarantee it's going to be a good time so, yeah, meet us in the den. Um, bring your wild self and let's continue the conversation. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Share, please review. Let us know what you think of what we are dishing out. And keep feeling and loving on your bad self. Bye.